from Tokyo, Japan, and New Plymouth, New Zealand. This is Down to Business English with your hosts, Skip Montreux and Samantha Vega. Hello, everyone. Skip Montreux here. On Down to Business English today is part two of my interview with Gregory Kostiuk from Stratic Sales. We will continue talking about the three core elements of an effective sales plan and seven tips on how to achieve them. In part one, Greg gave us an overview of what those three core elements are and provided us with his first tip. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one yet, be sure to check it out. It is D2B episode 225-225, and you can find it in the Down to Business English podcast feed through whatever podcast app you are using. Or just go to the Down to Business English website and be sure to listen to it. Today, in part two of this interview, Greg talks about tip number two and tip number three. These two tips are related to how to analyze your competition and how to go about developing a unique value proposition, or UVP, for your product. Greg gives us clear examples of successful UVPs and even helps me articulate a UVP for Down to Business English. Later on, Samantha will join me for Down to Vocabulary and she and I will explain some of the useful vocabulary that came up in the interview with Greg. So, let's do it! Let's get D2B, Down to Business, with Part 2 of the three core elements of an effective sales plan. Outside stakeholders. Okay, that's clear to me. So, shall we move on to tip two? Yes, tip two. Um, what is tip two? Tip two is about the competition. Many, again, if not most small businesses, really fail to understand their competition. And it's difficult to formulate a UVP or unique value proposition if if you don't understand what the competition's doing. For example, you might think that your unique value proposition is making computers, but you find out there's other companies that make computers right. if you don't know what your co competition is. That's a obviously a simple example, but it is it is applicable to all businesses. So very, very common technique is SWOT analysis. Uh, very, yeah, everyone knows SWOT, but... To me, it's a little bit of a generic term, like how do you go about, what's an effective way to do SWOT? You want to formulate what you believe are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, but it's very important to verify. Yeah. So how do you verify what your strengths might be? And the only way to do that is with customers, and it's, it's a communication um, exercise. So what I recommend when you do a SWOT analysis is you, you take the elements, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats one at a time 
write down what you think they are internally and then figure out a way to validate them with customers and 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 even other participants like vendors that that might understand your business but from a different perspective than internally so that's what my number one question was about SWOT like is it done something done internally or do you get customer feedback even hire a vendor to do an analysis Many companies hire facilitators. In fact, I've helped many companies do um, SWOT analysis. The research tools that we have at our fingertips now are incredible in helping us identify our competition and their their products and and how we stack up against them. So knowing your your competition is much easier to find information about them. And then you can start to position yourself against against them. Just on a on a little bit of a sidetrack, this is all extremely interesting to me. Down to Business English is a English language podcast, and any look on Facebook or Instagram, there's a constant stream. I have a lot of competition. It would be a very challenging task for for myself to really look at my competition to find out if I'm unique from them. One way to go about that is, first of all, I don't necessarily agree with you. <laughs> I think that there, while you may have competition on a broad scale, is there really another podcast like this? That's a very good question. I definitely don't think so. So one approach would be to take some of your more tenured customers, some of your customers that listen to your podcast, for a longer period of time, put them in a group or a bucket, and then take some of your newest ones and put them in another bucket. And it doesn't have to be hundreds. It can be two or three in each bucket. And ask them the question, why do they choose to listen to this podcast as compared to utilizing what you term as the competition for, uh, for what they're trying to achieve? Excellent suggestion. So once an organization has completed a SWOT analysis, I'm guessing they're taking all of this information and they're putting it into their unique or applying what they've learned into their unique value proposition. Is that, is that correct? It's one of the elements that they have to understand before they can come up with a effective, unique value proposition. So why don't we go on? Talk to me more about UVP. Sure. And that's tip three. Clearly define your value proposition and points of differentiation. This is really important. If you take one thing away from this podcast, I would suggest this is the section. In today's world of a constant barrage of information and targeting by marketers to anybody and everybody, human brains have evolved quite a bit. And there's research to, to support this. In today's world, the business world, our brains are programmed to do two things. And the first thing is to survive. Right. It's difficult to survive if we try to pay attention to every message everybody is sending us on LinkedIn and on our phone and on Instagram yeah. and through our email. Just too overwhelming. We ignore the majority of it. That's how we survive. And the second instinct our brain takes us to is 
We want to thrive. The unique value proposition has got for sure less than seven seconds to grab somebody's attention and make their brain think, is this something that can help me thrive? So having said that, really, when you talk about value propositions, the shorter, the better. Would this be similar to an elevator pitch or is that what an elevator pitch is? No, it's it's much shorter, more concise than an elevator pitch. Okay. Specifically, a value proposition is a focused and concise statement mm -hmm. of how you solve a customer's problem. And does it have a specific formula or format that it needs to fit into? It does. and and But you have to remember that it's created so you can stand out to the right customers, not to everybody. So that's why we spent so much time talking about ideal customer profile. So you need to understand the ideal customer who you're creating this unique value proposition for before you can do that yes yeah, so the formula and there are variations and there are expert marketeers that say their variation is better i'm going to give you the simplest formula which i find works the best for small and medium-sized businesses okay the formula is the company mm -hmm. helps the customer mm -hmm. get result mm -hmm by a solution so let me just repeat that so the company helps the customer get the result by a solution exactly remember what i said shorter is better and i think it might be useful to give an example now this is not a b2b example but i think everybody's familiar with walmart sure largest retailer in in the world or north america i'm not sure I'm not sure, but for sure in North America, if not the world, their UVP is Walmart company mm -hmm. helps shoppers, customer, Walmart helps shoppers save money with low priced in stock items at convenient locations. So company Walmart helps customer shoppers get the result is save money mm -hmm. and with the solution in stock items at convenient locations. Very, very simple. And well under seven seconds. Walmart helps shoppers save money with low priced in stock items at convenient locations. Yes. So Skip, I have to ask you, does D2B have a unique value proposition? Does D2B have a unique value proposition? <laughs> Not articulated. And to be honest, I've, I've thought about this, but it's quite difficult for me to, to nail something down. It's very worthwhile taking the time to do it. And, and people think maybe that they can knock it out in a few minutes or an hour. Normally, when I help companies develop a unique value proposition for a, a specific product or service, we spend a whole day doing it. A whole day? A whole day. And sometimes it helps to get input from others. So I know you have a, a, a partners that you do podcasts with. It's an exercise now that armed with the information that I provided you, it's an exercise that I strongly encourage you to go through with your partners. I will definitely take that advice. Could I try to articulate? Can I sound something off of you? Please do. Okay. So 
How does this sound? Uh, down to business English helps people who use English as a second or foreign language in their work environment to expand their range of professional vocabulary and improve their listening comprehension skills by providing a podcast with a one-of-a-kind or unique format of two native speakers discussing current business news and explaining very useful words and phrases. I don't know. That might be a little long. It's, it's definitely too long. However, <laughs> it's a great start. Bullet point every one of those. You talked about the customer in multiple ways in that statement. You talked about your solution in multiple ways in that, in that statement. Bullet point all of those things and work with your team and, and figure out how you can make that statement more concise and meaningful to your target audience. And you want it to be around seven seconds. And I could there's nothing preventing me from developing one or two aimed at different types of customers. Absolutely. You can, de you can develop more than one um, targeting customers with the same product. Alternatively, if you have other products beyond just a podcast, you would develop a UVP for those other products as well. Excellent. What's the next tip? Well, now that you've got a uh, ideal customer profile and a unique value proposition, the next tip is really about we're transitioning away from the strategy piece. find Down to Business English useful in your English studies? Would you like to support the show? Consider becoming a D2B member today. Down to Business English memberships come with three great benefits. First, D2B members receive bonus content in the form of exclusive members-only episodes. Second, Within moments of a new episode being released, an audio script is automatically emailed to you. There is no need for D2B members to go through the time-consuming process of visiting the website, logging into their account, locating an episode, and then downloading the audio script file. And third, D2B members have 100% access to the entire library of audio scripts all the way from Season 1, Episode 1, right up to the most recently released episode. Interested in becoming a member? Just visit the Down to Business English website and click on the membership link at the top of the page. Those were two useful tips on how to approach SWOT and how to develop a UVP. Oh, hello, Samantha. I didn't see you sitting over there. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> you are right, though. Those were two very insightful tips. And as Greg explained, you, Des, and I need to have a meeting very soon to work on a concise UVP for D2B. But before we dive into that, we are going to have to put some time into our SWOT analysis. So many acronyms of business. 
Mm, SWOT, S-W-O-T. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Yes, the business world is full of acronyms. It is. So just as we did for Down to Vocabulary in part one of this interview, we are going to handle D2V. D2V, another acronym. (laughs) Another acronym. We're going to handle D2V a little differently. First, Skip and I will explain seven key words or phrases that came up in part two of the interview. And then, after the explanations, we will demonstrate those words in action in a model conversation. So let's do it. Let's get D2V down to vocabulary. The first word is the verb to formulate. This verb expresses that something has been developed very carefully and with a lot of thought. And it often refers to a plan or method or some kind of system. In the interview, Greg used formulate a couple of times. It is very businessy. It is businessy, that's for sure. In one instance, Greg said it was difficult to formulate a unique value proposition, or UVP, without first knowing what your competitors are doing. So in other words, you have to put a lot of thought into developing your UVP. Yes. And in the second instance, Greg said you want to formulate what you think your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are. You have to develop your SWOT carefully. Next, I want to deal with two verbs that Greg used in the same statement to figure out and to validate. To figure out is the action of finding a solution to a problem. To validate means to confirm that something is true or correct. What did Greg say using those verbs? I don't think I caught that. Hmm, he said that after you have formulated a SWOT analysis, you need to figure out a way to validate the SWOT with customers. All right, now I remember him saying that. He was telling us that we need to find a solution as to how to confirm with customers that our SWOT analysis is correct. Exactly. And then later, when Greg was giving you feedback on our UVP, he said it was too long and we needed to figure out how to make it more concise. Mm, That's right. In other words, our UVP is too long and we have to somehow solve that problem and make it shorter and clearer. Now let's talk about the idiom to have something at your fingertips. Oh yes, I like this idiom. When you say something is at your fingertips, you are communicating that something is easily available to you. Hmm, That's easy to imagine. Something that is easily available to you is usually nearby, so close that you can pick it up with your fingers or fingertips. In the interview, Greg made the comment that businesses today have many research tools at their fingertips. In other words, these research tools are easily available to businesses. Cool. What's next? I think the next word is yours. Oh, sorry, yes, it is my turn, sorry. Let's see. Oh yes, next is the noun barrage. This word comes from the military. A barrage is a heavy barrier of gunfire. All the soldiers, or all the artillery guns, fire in the same direction at the same time. That wall of gunfire creates a barrier 
so that the enemy cannot advance. Right. So when we use this word in the phrase a barrage of something, we are saying that there is a large or overwhelming quantity of something. And the nuance of barrage is that something is being attacked. Definitely. At one point in the interview, Greg commented that in today's world, there is a constant barrage of information coming from marketers. What he meant was there is a large quantity of information attacking consumers. That's one way of articulating it. Information overload, that's for sure. And articulate is our next word. As a verb, to articulate simply means to express an opinion or emotion in words. In the interview, when Greg asked Skip if D2B had a unique value proposition, Skip replied that our UVP was not articulated. In other words, we have an idea of our UVP, but it hasn't been expressed in words. And I also said that I found it difficult to nail the UVP down, which is the final word on D2V, to nail something down. To nail something down is an idiom that means to determine or decide something very specifically. You were saying it was difficult to clearly determine our UVP. That is exactly what I was saying. And those are our D2B words for part two of Greg's interview. To formulate, to figure out, to validate, to have something at your fingertips, a barrage, to articulate, and to nail something down. So now, listen to those seven words and expressions in a model conversation. In this conversation, a customer service representative from an IT vendor is meeting an existing customer. The customer wants to upgrade the package of services he is currently using from this vendor. Skip is the existing customer, and I am the customer service representative. Thanks so much for setting up this meeting with me, Samantha. Glad to, Skip. From the email you sent me earlier, I understand that you are wanting to upgrade your current IT service plan. For the moment, we are simply collecting information to help us formulate a plan moving forward. But over the last year, we have had a barrage of issues with our internal computer system, and we need to figure out a way to solve these problems. I think I'm aware of some of the issues that you have been having. Your email servers have been crashing. Your employees sometimes have trouble validating their login credentials in the system. Can you articulate any other problems? Those are two of the issues, but the biggest problem is losing customer data. I think we've lost something like 10,000 customer profiles this year due to servers crashing. I wasn't aware of that. That is tragic. Do you know if our IT engineers were able to figure out the cause of the crash? I don't have that incident report at my fingertips, but if I remember correctly, they couldn't nail the cause down to one specific issue. I see. Well, fortunately, I think I have the solution for you. May I show it to you? Absolutely. I'd love to hear your ideas. Would you like to support Down to Business English? 
help D2B reach more people wanting to improve their business English skills. Be sure to subscribe to Down to Business English on Apple Podcasts or any place podcasts are found. While you are there, why don't you leave a rating and a review? Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English. And that was part two of my interview with Gregory Kostyuk on the three core elements of an effective sales plan. Samantha had to rush off to a meeting, so I will just quickly wrap the show up all by myself. If you would like to get in touch with Greg about the services he offers as a fractional or outsourced VP of sales, you can find all of his contact information in the show notes to this episode. Or you can just search for him on LinkedIn. Gregory Kostyuk, K-O-S-T as in Tokyo, I-U-K. Also, we only covered a handful of useful business words and phrases in D2V today, but the interview itself contains many, many more. I highly recommend using the audio script to study the complete interview. If you are a D2B member, a link to that audio script will already be in your inbox. So check for it there. Study it so that you can understand the interview completely. And, you know, don't hesitate to send me an email if you have any questions about the other language. If you are not a D2B member, you can visit the Down to Business English website and download the free audio script to today's episode. But remember, it is only available until the next D2B episode is released. Now, if you would like access to audio scripts from previous episodes, consider becoming a D2B member today. D2B membership includes access to our entire audio script library, along with exclusive member-only episodes. And more importantly, becoming a member is a great way to support Down to Business English. If you like what we are doing, visit our website and click on the membership link at the top of the page. Our address is downtobusinessenglish.com. That's one word, down to businessenglish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Down to Business English. Business news to improve your business English.